What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. On this week's episode, Demo and I, uh, well, I'll just be frank with you. I'll be honest, wasn't wasn't my best participation. It was uh, it was a rough week for old Hibsy, but hey, we learn, we move on, we grow. We discuss a little bit of the Boston Marathon. Spoiler alert: I don't know who wins, and uh, we get into a little Nelly Bly versus Sharks, a uh, a matchup for the ages. Anyway. Hope you all are staying safe. Hope you're staying sane with uh, what's going on in the world today. And hopefully this podcast can provide a little bit of escape from, you know, just the way the world is currently. Anyway, thanks for listening. And please enjoy this week's episode of Trivia Rewrites. Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is June 3rd, 2020. I'm your host, Demo, and this is my co-host, Hibbs. What's up, man? Not much. We're into June already. Into June. Halfway done. Easy peasy. Yeah. Where has the year gone? 2021. Here we come. Got any of your uh, items you wanted to finish by the end of the year finished already, or... Your bucket list, your bucket list items. Bucket list, Jesus, man. Your resolution items. Why so negative? Um, sometimes it feels like twenty twenty resolutions are bucket list items at this point. But um, no, I have done nothing on my resolutions. I also don't like. I don't know. Do you have any resolutions? Yeah, you know, I've done one thing. I've I started a sweet podcast with one of my best friends. Oh, I didn't know I was your best friend. That's awkward. <laughs> One of your best, my best friends. Don't you hate it whenever someone feels a certain way about you? Hibbs is my best friend. But you can't reciprocate. Yikes. So, Hibbs and I have done a little research on the week's news, come up with some trivia questions about things that have changed this week in trivia or just current events that we made questions out of. So, to start us off, I've got this day in history, four questions, as is tradition. Yes, bring it on. So, this day in history, June 3rd, 1839, in Humen, China, Lin Tse also known as Yan Fu, destroys 1.2 kilograms of what substance confiscated from British merchants? 1839. 18 th- 1839. Correct. Oh, I'm. Oh, it sounds like Britain versus China. Yes. So, my guess is T. Uh, you're, I mean, you're on the right track. Opium. It's part of the opium wars. I'm on the right track. What am I missing? How is... T- <laughs> well, like in terms of like what Britain and China would have traded. But one of their big oh. trading goods was opium. So, Oh, I didn't know they... Tra- I, I wasn't going more of a trade. I was going more of like, we don't drink that British oh, tea see. here. Boston Tea Party situation. Yeah, exactly. Well, kind of. Okay. 1943. Yes. In Los Angeles, California, white U.S. Navy sailors and Marines clash with Latino youths in a series of conflicts that later became known as what? Oh, I want to say the L.A. riots, but that doesn't sound right. Well, it is a riot. Is it the L.A. riots? Yeah, so they were called the Zoot Suit Riots. Is it, that's, different, that's different than the L.A. riots, right? Yeah, I mean, there was, there's probably been more than just I mean, that there, riot in L.A. There's L.A. riots like in the early 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, I think. Yeah. Okay. 1965, the launch of Gemini 4, the first multi-day space mission by a NASA crew. Which astronaut performed the first American spacewalk? Man, I have no clue. 
Not even a guess. Couldn't even just name an astronaut. No, I'm, I'll embarrass myself because I'll name. Okay. Just, you didn't want to guess? Uh, no, because I only astronauts, astronauts that I know are famous for other things. And so it's not going to be like, you know, it's not going to be Neil Armstrong or Buzz Aldrin because. His name was Ed White. Ed White. Yep. I mean, I feel if I was just going to have to guess someone smart enough to be a scientist, I probably could have guessed Ed White. That's a very middle of the ground name. All right. Let's see if you can get one of these. 2012, <sighs> the pageant yeah. for the Diamond Jubilee of Elizabeth II takes place along which river? I can picture it, but I can't think of the name. Dang it. I don't know. I'm blanking. What is it? It's the River Thames. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. That one I was familiar with. Yes. Well, that was rough. That was a rough round for, <laughs> for Dude, you. It's always rough. I don't pay four. attention to news. Yeah, especially that didn't happen uh, in the past year. Especially in history. So moving on, to start us off, I've got a bit of a sad update here. A world's oldest man update. So... <laughs> I think I see a spoiler alert. So Robert Waiton, formerly the world's oldest man from uh, the United Kingdom, died this past Thursday at the age of 112. And Dumitru Comănescu is now believed to be the world's oldest man. Can you tell me which country he might be from? Say his name again for me. Dumitru Comănescu. Poland? It's, uh, you're in the right area. It's Romania. Oh, I'll take it. There you go. So now that I've bombarded you with several of my questions, let's, oh, let's yeah, turn the tables. Was, what do you got for me? That was not fun. That was bad. <laughs> that was that was not a accurate depiction. Actually, no, that's a pretty accurate depiction of my intellect. I don't know important things, but random stuff. Got that locked down. Cars. Let's talk about them. Four wheels, varying horsepowers. A 2003... Ferrari Enzo set a world record for the highest sale price of a car sold in an online auction this past week. Okay. How much did that 2003 Ferrari Enzo sell for? Always with the how much questions. Always with the ridiculous 1843 opium questions. Well, how close do I have to get for it to count as correct? Exactly. You have to get it exactly correct. You're a demo. You're a different level of trivia. Well, a 2003 Ferrari... And that's the three Ferrari Enzo. Ferrari Enzo. Yes. And that's the highest selling, the most expensive car ever sold. That's what you're telling me? At an, no, at an online only auction. That was, that's the key. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. We'll say $15 million. 2.64. You are off okay. by a skosh. Yeah. But to be fair, if you have that much money to spend on a car, an really online only car, what is another $13 million? So I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll well, give you that. Well, the car is not online only. It's a real car, right? Yes, that's correct. It's not like a... Virtual car. Virtual You just car. get a really nice online car. Yeah. Cruises the web so fast. Um, here's a little, a little bit of a side question for you that I found out while reading the article. Lovely. Um, how old does a car have to be before it is deemed a quote-unquote classic car? I think it's... 30 years old it is 30 years old see i asked you how much in that question and you nail it so and I'm then gonna... and then i think like the next i think antique... no one asked you what the next one was Demo. antique cars i think are 60 is the next designation they go to okay well 
Now you're just showing off for no so reason. So it's interesting to think of cars that are only 30 years old as being classics. 1990 is now classic car year. What is it like? It's like a car magazine, or what's the? There's somebody that classifies them like that. But yeah, I didn't get that far in it. Calm down. Oh. <laughs> Good okay. lord, what do you expect from me? I have a job. <laughs> I just, you know, probe for more detail. Well, I appreciate your curiosity, but your curiosity and my research skills are not matched equally. All right, next question for you. Next, let's... yeah, let's let's. What do we got? <laughs> Let's let the decimation continue. Yeah, I All right. am not feeling great. The Boston Marathon is canceled. Mm-hmm. Oh. They announced that this past week. Say it ain't so. It's so. Uh, so I kind of just wanted you to name, not who won the marathon, which countries have produced the most marathon winners. I've got a list for men and a list for women. Well, wasn't the guy that just broke the sub two-hour marathon from Kenya, I believe? So I'm going to go with Kenya as one of them. Kenya, second on the list. Second? Yeah. Well, we'll just combine the men and women. I'll just tell you whether it's on either list. So they're second in both the men and the women. Yeah, 22 okay. men and 12 women from Kenya have won. the. It's the Boston Marathon. So that may be uh, helpful in guessing which countries. I'm, I'm going to guess the U.S. The U.S. is in the lead in both categories. 44 men from the U.S. and 16 women. Nice. Still still got it. Still, yeah. We're still doing great. Running for freedom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know any other running countries. Uh, England, they've got a... Yeah, so the UK has had three men. Uh, they're not on the women's top 10 list here, but... Hmm. Let's, let's have two more guesses, and then we'll just... Well, what, where, do, where do they rank on the men's? That will help me gauge... So Seventh. Seventh? Eighth, sorry. Mm-hmm. Getting false information from you. Hard to keep my guesses straight. I don't yeah. know. Why do you... Who runs for fun? Jamaica? Well, get, this is going to get... No, so they're more of like a sprinting type. Yeah, they're a quick... They're a... Gotta, there's another big, long-distance running country that you, that kind of goes along with Kenya. In Africa, these two countries are pretty well known for their long-distance runners. Mm. Uganda? That doesn't sound right. Nope. So it's actually Ethiopia. Oh, okay. So Ethiopia, third one. on the women's list, and they are f- uh, sixth on the men's list. So the, the men's list, sixth? top five are U.S., Kenya, Canada, Japan, Finland. Finland's kind of surprising. That is surprising. I thought they were more of a skiing country. Yeah. Maybe they had their skis. That's what I... That's cheating. They can't do that. They're at a bit of an advantage, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, good point. We should probably check the tapes. I'll get on that. We'll fact check that. Yes, good idea. Women's list, U.S., Kenya, Ethiopia, Germany, and then Russia. I was, I was going to guess Russia, and here's, here's how my brain works. All right. I was going to guess Russia because they have the most room to run. Ooh. They, what else are you gonna do with all that land? You gotta run That's across true. it. Canada's got a lot of room to run too, though. Yeah, but only north. They're not as. You I mean, still do it. You could, yeah, but they're, they're not spanning fourteen time zones. Yeah. How do you know that? How do you know they span fourteen? You have that. Welcome, welcome you have to that my brain. Little trivia fact <laughs> squirreled away in the back of your brain. Russia's yep, in fourteen time zones. I saw. I think in high school at some point, I saw a map that showed how big Russia was. I counted the time zones, and I 
haven't haven't forgotten it since. Good memory. Kind of. Okay. Here we go. Uh, yes. Back to you. Back to me. Yeah. What do you got? A little world history. All right. Banned by the Nazis in the 1930s, what has now been readmitted to the German military. Readmitted. Readmitted. Way of saying it. How would you like me to say it? Well, were, no, it's, they, it's just like a clue in the way that you said it, I think. So I just need to. Yeah, well, because they were banned. Women? The, the, the clue is Nazis. <laughs> that should be your big clue. Oh, well. <laughs> Lean into it. <laughs> Jewish people? Close. Rabbis. Rabbis are now allowed back into the German military. Oh. Huh. The same way that like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like priests a, and. Yeah. You could, what do you call that? Militant rabbis, which Militant I'm not, not going to lie to you. I think it's chaplain, they call them, right? Like a uh, ar- army chaplain, I think. No, Maybe I don't know for a fact. I know like sports teams have chaplains. but Yeah, well, I think it's like the religious person that doesn't have a specific religion tied to the name chaplain. Right. But, but rabbi has a specific. Yes, indeed. But, Why? Uh, so they've just been banned this whole time and they never thought to lift the ban on rabbis or they never thought to bring them back yeah and they brought them back because uh there was a lot of nazis in the military apparently a lot of extremist views as the article put it oh and so they were like hey we need to level this out let's bring back some trouble was a brewing so they were like hey let's slap some rabbis in there to show um interesting reform i guess got it huh and i was so bummed when i saw the article headline to find out what a military rabbi actually was because the mental image that I had was not correct, but it was so much cooler. <laughs> I just pictured like a rabbi with a gun. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, you know what time it is? I think so. I always I always guess too early, but I think this time it's... Is it, is it, is it rapid fire? Rapid fire trivia. Rapid fire trivia. Four quick questions about the week's news. Yep. Let's see if we can put some points on the board, Hibs. I'm not feeling great. Here we go. All right. Question one. The Mm -hmm. 94th meeting between what two college football programs will be played in Annapolis, Maryland for the first time in its history? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Is it? I read this. Army Air Force, final answer. Oof. So, Annapolis, oh, no. Maryland is home to the United States Naval Academy, oh. and they're playing Notre Dame for the first time at home, because usually usually they alternate between playing at Notre Dame Stadium and then a neutral site field, but uh, they were planning on having this year's game overseas. I think it was supposed to be in uh, Ireland, but because of this COVID thing, they just decided to reschedule it, and they're going to play it at home navy for the first time ever against notre dame all right good for navy question two Mm -hmm. for the first time in history the world's highest paid executive is a woman nice lisa sue is the highest paid female ceo according to the associated press's annual report on ceo salaries she made 58.5 million dollars in 2019 which company is she the executive of I'm oh man. I'm gonna guess Samsung. You're close. You're pretty close. You're in the Am right I? you're in the right business sector there. It's, is it Apple? Nope. Or is it Huawei? Nope. Ah <laughs> they, make, they make uh, processors. It, it's advanced micro devices, AMD. 
Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Question three. <laughs> Rapid fire. Here. Let's keep it moving. For the first time in history, which Texas-based fast food chain will offer delivery for the first time? Whataburger. You got it. Will they deliver to Washington is what I want to know. Probably not. Yeah, it's too bad. Come on, drones. They don't have them up there yet? Not yet. How? I mean, what's the closest one? How far north do they go? North and west, I guess. Um, West, I don't know. Most likely... El Paso, because it's still in Texas. Yeah, I believe true. the furthest. See again with the stupid things that I know. I'm pretty sure, uh, like within the past like four or five years, they opened one in I want to say Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oh, and I think I think that was the furthest north one. Interesting. All yep. Right. Question four. Mm-hmm. According to a paper published today in the journal Nature, scientists in Mexico have discovered what is believed to be the largest and oldest known structure built by which ancient civilization? The Aztecs. It's the Mayans. I hate this podcast. <laughs> I don't Mayans. mean that, but I hate this podcast. But I, I believe they used like a a plane flying over terrain with a, like a LIDAR, and they were just like measuring differences in elevation, and they discovered this big rectangular yeah, yeah, yeah. Structure that's raised up off the ground significantly from the area around it, but it's just in this remote part of Mexico that they hadn't found it before. So weird. Dude, yeah. LIDAR is a weird thing. Tell me about it. Well, the fact that you can map the uh rainforest like forests in general, not just the rainforest, because of it just like measures the light that bounces back off the ground, like as it pierces like cause light gets through the canopy. What kind of light? Is it just right visible light or infrared or something? You know, I don't know that much about it. Okay. <laughs> I would, yeah, the I lie mean, is light, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it can be used to map out the uh, the floors. I think also a chance that I just saw that in a sci-fi film. But no, I think you're right. It says LiDAR uses ultraviolet, visible, okay. or near-infrared light. So it seems like all, hmm. all types of light. So <laughs> not a great start. No. But now you've got a topic that you've researched all week for all week for so do you want to describe the topic do you want to that you were sorry we're on to the hot seat segment yes i know Hibbs has been assigned a topic for this week to study up on and i've written him some questions yes ranging from easy to extreme again to extreme now we've added yes yeah i've got many questions several parts typically i have a uh, a method to my research uh-huh. to some degree yep I mean, I know you're all just on pins and needles. Sharks is the uh, sharks was the topic that I got. Week of sharks. Week of sharks. Shark week is trademarked. I looked it up. Yeah, always stomping on the little man. But yeah, typically what I do is you know actually legitimate research. This week, I started and didn't even know where to go because sharks is a very broad topic. Yeah, that's true. It could be shark attacks, types uh-huh. of sharks. Yep. You could zoom in on one type of shark and ask me, you know, random things about that. So I just listened while I worked to a bunch of YouTube videos, all entitled Things You Didn't Know About Sharks. Interesting shark facts. Yeah, you'll probably get a lot of these then. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Well, we're about to find out. So let's do it. Put me in there. Hibbs, you are on the hot seat. Okay. Week of sharks. Week of sharks. Week of sharks. Uh, your on. easy question comes in four parts. <laughs> yeah. So it's just some shark superlatives here. 
Which shark species is the largest of all sharks? Whale sharks, son. Boom, one down. Question two in your easy question. Yes. Which shark species is the smallest? Oh, okay, okay. Um, the smallest shark species. I can't think of the name of it, but I know it like, doesn't even look like a shark. It's just like, you know, kind of grandfathered in as a shark. Um, I don't know. What is it? It's called the dwarf lantern shark. Dwarf lantern. Yes. Okay. Next one. Which shark species is the fastest? The fastest recorded speed of a shark in the water. Oh, I... Mm, is it the mako? It's either the mako or the one that has like a really, really long tail. Oh, shoot. Uh, Mako, final answer. You got it. It's the short short fin Mako. All right. All right, your final part. Which shark species is the cutest? Oh, it's just the cutest. Nurse. Is it the nurse shark? Oh, it's actually the blue shark. Mm, Disagree. Have you seen a nurse shark? They look like big old sucker fish. That's not according to the source I have. Apparently the cutest shark is the blue shark. That was a real question I found on a shark quiz. (laughs) You're wrong. That's okay. Okay. that's You got two of the three real questions in there, so that's good. Yeah. Your medium question. Medium question. Arachnophobia is the fear of spiders. What is the Greek-derived word for fear of sharks? Well, you could rope it into thalassophobia, which is the fear of open spaces. Ooh. Oh, I can tell you what the word that's in front of phobia means in Greek. I don't know that that will help. Yeah, it might. I used to know a lot of Greek prefixes. So so it means weasel or cat, apparently. Hmm. That's a good hint. I'm going to guess something like phalenophobia. Hmm. Interesting. I like like the guess. It's 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 a guess. It's actually galeophobia or galeophobia. Yes, I should have gone with the yes because got those cat in Spanish and that's Latin though. That's kind of yeah. That's just a happy coincidence, I think. That's that's nothing. Stupid Austin. Stupid. That was kind of hard. These these all these last three are pretty pretty much. Yeah. I thought galeophobia was the fear of telescopes. That's my fault. <laughs> okay. Hard question. Yes. You're on the hot seat. Quit joking around. Okay. Sorry. Two parter. Which shark species has the longest known? lifespan of any shark hmm that's a good question great question Demo. thank you thanks longest lifespan i know i guess it is the cutest but i'm also gonna go nurse shark for this one as well because they're pretty my reasoning is that they're pretty tame and mild they don't really Mm. they don't lead an aggressive you know live fast die young lifestyle Okay. Not like those caution to the wind, great whites. Yeah, they're everywhere. So you're you're on the right train of logic. It's okay. one of it's the slowest, also a very slow moving shark, and it's called the Greenland shark. The Greenland is that the type of shark that they found recently that was like 327 years old? Yeah, or something so they like can that? live between three and 500 years, oh. and they're just this slow moving, cold water shark. Right. Yeah, like deep Arctic. Yeah. And it said that they're so slow moving that they just like sneak up on sneaking or uh, sleeping seals. <laughs> like like they literally like the only thing they eat they have to s- eat it when it's like that's amazing. Unaware. Imagine how like it would be hilarious. Listen here, Discovery. 
they need to put that shark. Week of sharks. On the week of sharks, they need to do a bit on that shark, but have like a real-time shark attack on a seal, and then draw out the Jaws theme song <laughs> at the same tempo of the attack of like a great white with a seal versus that shark with a seal. Gold. Green- they should Greenland? be paying you for this. <laughs> That's what I said. Listen up, Discovery. I got you. Gr- Greenland shark, yes. Okay, so second part of that. <laughs> As an adaptation to living at depth, the Greenland shark has a high concentration of trimethylamine N-oxide in its tissues, which causes it to be toxic. It's meat to be toxic. Uh, Greenland shark flesh is treated to reduce toxin levels and eaten in Iceland as a delicacy known as what? Oh, dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang it. I read about this because it's like, it takes like, it is like prepared through fermentation over the course of like, four to six months yeah and is quote the worst and most disgusting thing anyone could ever eat by anthony bourdain but as far as the name of the dish <laughs> you said it's an iceland delicacy well it's it's yeah they eat it in iceland yep of course they do greenland and iceland get your figure it out There's not many food options there they gotta gotta make do well it's what you get whenever you try you you name your countries as a joke all right, enough stalling. Let's hear an answer. Uh, something like Broto or Bra, I don't know. So it's it's called Castor Hakarl or Hakarl, but most people just call it Hakarl as the colloquial. Yeah, well, that just I think that just means fermented shark in Icelandic, so. Oh, but Hakarl. Hakarl. All right, moving on. Well, yeah. Here we go. Yep, moving. Hey, yeah, we Extreme we go forward. Yes, extreme. Hit me with it. Great white sharks mm-hmm. are one of the best-known shark species, known as ferocious predators and for their appearances in pop culture. However, white sharks are notoriously difficult to keep in captivity, with most attempts ending in the shark's death. However, in 2004, a juvenile great white shark was successfully held in captivity at which aquarium for 198 days before she was released into the wild the following year? I want to say... That it was in San Diego, maybe. Uh, so I think I think the aquarium was in San Diego, most likely like SeaWorld San Diego or something like that. That's my guess. All right, you're in the right state, but it was actually the Monterey Bay Aquarium mm. in Monterey, California. Monterey. Hey, sometimes every every time. You swing every time. Sometimes you make contact. Sometimes you don't. But All right, swung. Hibs. Yeah, you went down swinging. Hibs, you are off the hot seat. Oh, man. This is not my week this week, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I have a huge, you know, sampling to pull from. But I just right. got, yeah. Woo. Well, I'm glad to be off the hot seat. Yep. No more questions. It's no more questions. Now it's at your all. turn. All right. To ask me the questions. So last week, uh, I chose the top. Nellie Bly Nelly is my Bly. hot seat topic. The investigative journalist from the turn of the century times, late eighteen hundreds, and uh, yeah, hopefully Hibbs has got some spicy questions. I do have some spicy questions, but before we get you into the hot seat, 
I wanted to do a just a real quick rough because I I knew what you were going to research. I knew the okay. questions you were going to expect. Oh, uh-oh. and so whenever I whenever I did my questions, I felt like I was leaving out some of the importance of Miss Bly. Okay, so I want to do a quick rundown biography, real oh. quick biography. Very cool. Okay, just yeah. just not to just completely like. Right. So this isn't part of the quiz. You're just going to give me the this biography, is... and then we're going to get some more specific right. questions. Correct. So Nellie Bly, was, uh, she was born Elizabeth Jane Cochran, and she uh, got her first job when she wrote a letter complaining to an editor about a piece that was published regarding, uh, quote, what women were good for. The article itself pretty much just said that women weren't good for much, and she took offense to that and wrote a letter to the editor complaining about it. The editor was pleased by her piece, yada, 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 offered her a job because of that. She took this job as far as she could, eventually moving to New York, where she would work as a journalist. In New York, she would get herself admitted to a mental hospital and launched the career as a stunt journalist, much less as a female. I mean, that's, that, I mean she was groundbreaking for that alone back in that time. Eventually, she would go on to try to break the fictional record of Phileas Fogg in the book Around the World in 80 Days, which she would successfully do. And uh, that's a very quick rundown of the life and times of uh, Nellie Bly. Definitely recommend doing more research on her other than this podcast because, I mean, an interesting character. Yeah. But as I wrote the questions, I felt like I left out why she was so cool. Well, I hope you're prepared. I guess. You're now in the hot seat. Whoa. Yep. Your easy question. As I stated, she was successful in breaking Phileas's Fogg's record. How many days did it take Ellie Bly to circumnavigate the globe? Well, I, I, I don't know that Phileas Fogg held the record because he was a fictional character, but... I said fictional record. Oh, okay. Got it. So I think it was 72. 72 days. Jesus, man, you're so confident in your ability to do trivia that you I don't correct think you said fictional. You correct me. I have it written down. I'm well. That reading. doesn't mean you said it. Uh, whatever. Your medium. It. Shut I'll up, Demo. Your medium question. <laughs> this is what you wanted. Okay. See what you've done to me. Yeah, I'm ready. Hibs is hills. Demo's on it. <sighs> Goose Fraba. Your medium level question. What did you just say? Goose Fraba. Did you just hex me? No, it's a reference to the um, film Anger Management. Oh, I see. Okay. Film, yeah, featuring Jack Nicholson and Nichol- J- Nicholson. Nicholson. I always get those confused. Yeah. And Adam Sandler. Your medium level question about Nellie Bly. <laughs> Who was Bly's editor at the New York World? Uh, hmm. Oh. Um. Out with it. Come on. Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Yep. What's his first name? Get it full right. Joseph? Joseph Pulitzer. Yeah, okay. you thought I was going to let you have that. Well, Focus up, Demo. Jeopardy, Jeopardy rules. You only need the last name. So. Mm, well, you didn't say what is Joseph Pulitzer either. That's so fair. Jeopardy That's rules, fair. you're wrong. <sighs> Your hard level question. Where did Nellie Bly work prior to the New, New York world where she was, or where Joseph Pulitzer was her editor? So you want to name the, the name of the paper that she worked before that she originally wrote into. Mm-hmm. I think it was called the Pittsburgh Dispatch. Yeah. 
It was, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to get, we'll talk about it later, but I want to get through the hot seat with you, but it was, researching her was strange. Anyway, your extreme level question. Extreme. 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 Nellie Bly married Robert Seaman, a wealthy industrialist who owned Ironclad, a steel manufacturing company. After his death, Bly took complete control of the company. What did she patent as the owner of Ironclad that would eventually be used all over the world to this day? Well, so there's kind of, so okay. <laughs> yeah. I There's two things that she yeah, was, go ahead, one correct thing, my question, Demo. Well, I'm not sure which one you're asking, because one thing she was like purported the company patented, but actually someone else invented, so it often gets attributed to her, and that was like a type of barrel, like a 55-gallon like drum barrel. But the okay. thing that she actually holds a patent on is like a modified uh, milk, not pail, but like what you carry milk in. Carton? Mil- no, yeah, but like the metal. Yeah, I guess it's a carton. Yeah, uh, well, it, well, I was surprised you got it. So the research I did said that she uh, she held the patent for the 55-gallon steel drum. It mm. might have been revised since she was one of the first inventors of the steel drum. Everyone else was still using uh, wood. Oh, I see. Okay. We can discuss more, but you did great, very, very good, great researching, and you are off the hot seat. Thank you. But what I was getting at, and kind of the reason why, like, she... Le- she led a very, very interesting life, but all the research that I did, it was very like, like what what was her childhood nickname? Like it was Pinky, yeah, yeah. It, like all it's the all facts, surface level stuff, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a lot of surface level. I guess I guess you'd have to read like because she had you know a book about the insane asylum thing, a book about the trip around the world. So to get right. more details, you'd probably have to read those. But. Yeah. And even those, like, even if I were to ask you those, if you knew anything about her, you could guess, like, what was her book about being in the asylum? Oh, it's titled 10 Days in an Asylum. Yeah. What was the, you know, what was her book about whenever she did investigative journalism in Mexico about? Oh. Six months in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so. Well, I thought you might have asked me about the dictator of Mexico at the time. Oh. I thought you might have asked his name. That would have been tough. See, and I had a because a uh, do you know who I think her name her first name was By yeah Elizabeth By- Byland Elizabeth yeah. yeah I was gonna say Ellie Elizabeth yeah so I was gonna ask you about her the other woman who tr- went the opposite way around the world yep after I wrote the question I was like well this question isn't about Nellie Bly it's about Elizabeth Byland yeah. and is it Byland or Bisland these are the I real questions it, maybe that should have been the question is it Byland is it or Bisland because there's no way I would have known yeah. That's a better question than what's the cutest shark? That's for damn sure. It's the blue shark. It's the nurse shark. The nurse shark is what was jumped by Matt Hoffman in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Was that something you researched? (laughs) No, that's just something I know from watching Ned's Declassified (laughs) School Survival Guide. (laughs) Matt Hoffman. Okay. Well, I like the questions. Good questions. Well, thank you. I I appreciate the pity. All your questions, not just the hot seat ones. Well... Thank you. Byland or Bisland? Let us know, folks. If you know if it's pronounced Byland or Bisland, tweet us at Trivia Rewrites or send us an email at TriviaRewrites at gmail.com. And Nellie Bly is a perfect example of somebody who was suggested by a listener, Demo. Uh, Trisha. Trisha, that's right. The caffeine I, queen. 
at caffeine trivia that, coda. that i remember yes and so trisha if you're still listening for one bless you two i hope you enjoyed the segment about nelly bly very interesting person i highly recommend anyone to go read more about her because just a strange life the weirdest thing i saw in multiple sources was how easy she used to say that it was to get admitted into a mental asylum she was like hey i'm crazy and they're like all right come follow us and that was it yeah she would like yeah i think she stayed up for a couple of days in a row to get that like out of focus look and then yeah that was pretty <laughs> that, much that's it. the look you have all the time i don't sleep enough <laughs> Okay, so, well, on that note, yes, we have a couple of, well, we had a, a, one mention on Twitter, so Superfan okay. super Zach said, do you know which uh, popular music artist and actor got his name from the Wu-Tang Clan generate, name generator? Childish Gambino. Come at me, Zach. What do you know? Yeah, very good. So, yeah. indeed. And then I just looked at the email, and we do have a new email this week. Oh, that's... Let's read it live during the recording. That can't go wrong. No, it can't. Well, it's from Matt Robertson. He oh, would nice. Never send, he would never do us wrong. So He, he would said, never. I like Matt. Sup, boys? Do skateboarding as a hot seat topic for Demo. Don't do any more ideas from Zach. <laughs> I. So, so, yeah. Good advice. Okay. Solid. So, he says skateboarding. Okay. Let's do it. I'll, I'll do skateboarding next week. I will research skateboarding. You will write me questions on that topic. I can do that. And then for you, do you did you come up, think of anything, or do you want to go through some of the ones that we have? No, I did. I so I've been thinking about it. Neil wrote in a while ago about Dungeons and Dragons, um, and he wants to specifically about the like satanic panic that was around D and D. Okay. Um, and so yeah, I want to do. I want I want to do that. The history of D and D. I don't want to get into. Okay, so you're talking no like the history, of, like the history real world, D&D. real world history of it. No, like characters or lore or anything. Like yeah, that. nothing that you would need to buy a player's handbook for to okay. figure. It's all going to be all right. History, Ooh, yeah. Well, not, so you, you're, I'm going to write questions for you on that. Is that correct? What okay. Yes. Okay. We got to figure out a better way to word this. If you have a good way of wording this, <laughs> reach out because we could use the assistance. Please Our do. Email. Our email is trivia-rewrites at gmail.com. And for all you youngsters out there, our Twitters is... Our Twitters. Twitters is. That's, our, yeah. tw- our Twitter handle is at trivia-rewrites. So, I would say to okay. contact us via Messenger Pigeon, but I learned last week how those actually work, and I am very saddened by it. But, hey, the more we, we grow, we continue to grow. All right, so do you have anything else you wanted to mention? I I have nothing else. Nothing else? Well, we thank everyone for listening, especially those listeners who've sent us their hot seat topic suggestions. Superfan Zach, Matt, and Neil, and uh, Tricia, of course. Yes. And uh, that's all we have for this week, but we will talk to you again next week. See you later.
I hate this podcast.